Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to Exo Higher Self. Hi everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I hope everyone had a fabulous week. I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, it's so interesting how we tend to get a lot of questions with the same topic in a row. And I think it's because we are all collectively experiencing our healing together, right? And we're all connected through this one consciousness. This week's questions have all been about relationships, mostly breakups. And I feel as if there is a lot of change and shifting in the air right now. The restrictions of the pandemic are ending, people are coming out of their houses, and this whole experience has taught us a lot about ourselves. This feels like a reset time, a reset on how we want to socially interact with each other, a reset on our boundaries and doing things that make us feel safe, a reset to our romantic lives, whether that's realizing you're due for some serious solo time or you want to start a new collaboration. Whatever shifts you might be going through right now, I hope that you are unapologetically doing what you need to do for your own healing. Because if you don't put that first, you actually can't be present for all of the other aspects of your life. Growth is hand in hand with healing. One informs the other. Every part of our lives is a reflection of what we believe we deserve. Where we put our energy, where we give, what we receive. And if we don't stay connected to our worth, our higher selves, we will be selling ourselves short. Creating a peaceful life and a loving world begins with the realization we all deserve a peaceful life and a loving world. And we can help each other on that path. 
We can help each other make the changes both internally and externally that need to happen. I'm going through the same thing. You know, I'm experiencing a lot of shifts right now with moving. I'm experiencing a lot of new things with the Higher Self Project that I'm really excited to be telling y'all about soon. And it brings up anxieties for me. You know, I get nervous about change. Sometimes I just sit and like observe my surroundings. Like I'll just sit on the bed and kind of look around the room or look at my window and I'm like, wow, life is such a trip. And I get this tinge of existential dread. Like, is this real? Am I real? What is all of this? And then all this anxiety builds up. But you know what always helps me? Love. I remember love. And it's like this breath of calm and and peace. Because I remember that's all this life is really about, experiencing love. We are all safe in that. It's the force that keeps us going. It's the force that reminds us of our connection with each other. It's the force that reminds us with our connection to nature. It's our power. And this journey of life and this journey of experiencing love is difficult sometimes, but it's also extremely rewarding. When you let yourself feel the love that you deserve, when you let that love into your life, when you share it with other people, what could be more beautiful than that? So I'm wishing you all the best on whatever shifts you're going through, on this new reset time, on any new projects you have planned. You got this, you know, we all do. All right, let's get to the questions. This question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. Thank you for your healing contribution to the world. My question is this. A few years ago, my ex-partner cheated on me. I found out from seeing messages on his laptop. This was a serious, monogamous, long-term relationship of five years where we were living together and talked about marriage. Feeling betrayed, I immediately packed up his things and arranged for his sister to collect his belongings and we never spoke again. He avoided replying to my request to meet up for discussion to help ease confusion, hurt, and attempt to heal. It has been a spectrum of ups and downs for me, trying to reckon with what happened, especially without any communication, accountability, recognition, or apologies from him. I feel he has gotten off lightly, not having to deal with in-person emotional conversations. I feel further betrayed by having no closure. How do I reckon with feeling both betrayed, angry, neglected, and hurt? How do I reckon with feeling abandoned and not being given the grace and respect of closure? How can I best move forward feeling extremely wounded? Thank you so much. Peace and love. Sweetheart, I am so sorry that you are going through this. I know how you feel. I've been there. Being cheated on is really tough, but you have to know that it has nothing to do with you not being good enough. People cheat when they are unable to be honest about an internal struggle with themselves either from lacking confidence and feeling like a temporary ego boost is going to make them feel better about themselves, or being afraid to be honest about their own desires to be with other people because they don't want to lose their partners and have to be alone. 
Either way, it's a choice made out of fear, fear that they themselves are not enough. And so their fears of not being good enough get projected on the partners they cheat on. We treat people the way we feel about ourselves. So your ex not being able to be accountable to the ways that he hurt you right now isn't really a surprise to me. Being accountable to the ways you have hurt people in your life takes courage and confidence. And your ex is obviously limited in that department and has been for some time. That's why trying to seek closure and healing from the same person that has proven themselves to not be emotionally mature enough to be honest with you or themselves is like trying to get sober by hanging out with an alcoholic. Your ex is not the source for your closure. You are. You don't need him to give you permission to move on, nor do you need an apology to move on. The reason he can't apologize now is because it would force him to look at himself and take responsibility. His inability to do that is just further proof he's not capable of being a good partner to you or a good friend. I'm not saying further on down the line he won't have an awakening and realize all of this and really want to atone for this mistake, but that is his journey and you are now on your own journey. You are on a new path now. Remember, wounds heal with time and your higher self is the one who can help you with that. Your higher self is the part of you that knows no matter what, you are enough and you always have been. Whatever happens to you cannot change that. Whatever anyone does to you cannot change that. Your source for healing is remembering that truth and letting it ground you and hold you and comfort you. You lack for nothing. You've been in a long-term relationship for five years, so this is going to be a big adjustment. Be patient and compassionate with yourself right now. You don't have to be over it to be okay. You are okay even though it still hurts. All of our lives, we are going to experience ups and downs. There will be times in our lives where we experience joy and there will be times in our lives where we experience suffering. That is the human condition. It's a roller coaster and you cannot control anyone else's behavior. I encourage everyone to have some kind of practice every day to connect to their higher self, whether that's meditation or writing in a journal or praying or doing some kind of ritual or lighting a candle or whatever works for you. Because staying in the light of your own power is what keeps you stable in an unstable world. It's also what will help you make choices that reflect your worth. Now you have time for yourself and it's an opening for you to prioritize your relationship with your higher self, for you to awaken more fully to the love that is within you and begin to experience an inner peace You might not have found had this relationship not ended the way it did. Everything is a teaching, babe. This is a really tough part of the curriculum, but you can do it. 
EXO Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Thank you for all that you do. Your podcast has been extremely healing for me and many others. Today, I went to the gym at the same time as my boyfriend. This is never a problem for us, but today I couldn't help but compare myself to this girl who's a trainer at the gym. I try to be inspired instead of jealous when I see a woman whose body I admire, but today my hormonal self had to hold back tears. I couldn't help myself, and I started comparing myself to her. This girl is really thick, and I am not nearly as thick. The problem I've come to terms with is that this is an insecurity complex that my boyfriend has a lot to do with. We've been dating for over two years now, but in the last year, he's made me feel very insecure and self-conscious. Over time, he's severely hurt my self-esteem without even realizing it. Not only was I called different names, like animals, as in blue whale or buffalo, but he's also recently, I mean, but he's also had really uncomfortable conversations with me about finding other girls attractive, how he can't help his desire to look at other women or get horny from other women because of human nature, quote-unquote, how he has watched porn behind my back, and how, quote-unquote, all guys love tits, so why would he not stare at someone's tits if they're completely out of their shirt or visible or obvious? All of these awkward conversations have made me feel a lot of resentment towards him. To top it off, I am never reminded of how how he feels about me. I'm never called beautiful. I'm never told how much I'm appreciated. I'm hardly even ever kissed. None of those things. And the reason why? Because it isn't his job to make me feel secure. I understand it's my job to have core confidence. But when you spend so much time with someone and have such deep feelings for them, they can make you feel like you're not as good as the girl at the gym. He's gaslit me into believing that I'm the problem when he could just treat me better. I don't trust him at this point. He's made me feel like he's just an ungrateful scumbag who cares about seeing other naked women, and it hurts me a lot. My question is, how am I supposed to address any of this to him? Because every time I've ever tried, I'm just deemed insecure, and he doesn't want to be around me. He calls me unattractive for being insecure and says it is not his responsibility to help me feel better. There's some truth to that, but I truly believe that the person who loves you will never make you feel anything but loved. I'm feeling so defeated. And yes, I want to make things work and he isn't a terrible person, but I don't want to feel terrible about myself anymore. If you have any advice for me, I would really appreciate it because these feelings have been ongoing for quite a while now and I'm not sure what to do. Thank you, Bunny. Okay, sweetheart. I want to ask you 
what you are actually getting out of this relationship. Your partner is being misogynistic, insulting, unkind, and insensitive to your feelings. No, it is not okay to stare at a woman's breast no matter what she is wearing. No, it's not okay to call you names. No, it is not okay to say it's not his job to help you feel better. It is his job when you're hurting from the things that he is doing. It is absolutely true that you give yourself validation and acceptance. But that is even more of a reason that you should spend time with people who will be supportive of you in that, who encourage you to love yourself for who you are. That's what a healthy partnership is, supporting each other on the path to self-love and self-realization, being each other's safe space, having compassion for each other's struggles, wounds, and insecurities. A healthy relationship isn't one that creates further harm. Your journey to self-acceptance is a process of deconditioning and healing. We have all been bombarded with our culture's unrealistic beauty standards that are a reflection of a patriarchal, fatphobic, and white supremacist ideology. Unlearning those judgments and biases isn't easy, and having a partner that is ignorant to his own sexist conditioning just creates even more obstacles for you. It doesn't surprise me that even when you try to talk to him about your feelings, it goes nowhere because he just doesn't get it, babe. It's not your limitation, it's his. You called into this podcast because there's a part of you that already knows. You deserve better than that. There's a voice inside you that has been speaking through your heart. That's your higher self. But it takes courage to follow that intuition. It takes faith to trust yourself, to know you don't have to settle for less than you deserve. I'm not saying all of this to degrade your partner because like the Bible verse says, forgive them for they know not what they do. I'm not like a worshiper of the Bible, but there's a lot of really insightful stuff in there. Forgive them for they know not what they do means it's not your partner's true self that is treating you that way. It's his conditioning. It's the culture he has been raised in and influenced by. But we all have a responsibility to awaken from that conditioning. You have been on your awakening path for some time, but he hasn't begun this part of his. So again, I'm going to ask you, What are you actually getting out of this relationship? Why are you in it? Are you even compatible? How does this relationship support your own healing? Because your healing should be your priority. Whenever people come to me asking if they should stay in the relationship or not, I always ask the same question. Can you prioritize your healing within this relationship or is it creating obstacles to doing that? Take a deep breath, put your hand on your heart, and really ask yourself that question. I promise you will get the answer you've been looking for. 
The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I wanted to share what I'm going through because the pain feels so unbearable and I'm trying my best to be gentle with myself during this process, but also reach out when I need to. I just got out of a year-long relationship only about a month ago and the grieving comes in waves now. Basically, during the end of our relationship, we both tried so hard to make it work, even after he disrespected me and hurt me countless times. After long, draining fights, he would apologize and say he's working on himself. I would accept his apologies, but still ask for some space and time to heal so I could come back clear-headed with him and ask for us to slow things down. Yet he didn't seem to like that because I wasn't having sex every day with him anymore, seeing him as much anymore, or talking to him as much because I was in so much shock and pain from how he would hurt me. One day, shortly after this, he completely discarded me, blocked me, turned his friends on me, and kept our dog that I gifted him away from me. A few days later, I saw a photo of a girl in her underwear with my dog on top of her in his bed. I came to find out from a mutual friend that during the process of us figuring things out, he downloaded Tinder and started dating this girl. The most painfully horrible feeling I get is seeing my dog with them together. Not only that, but I'm so confused at how easily and casually he could just cut me out like that and date another girl immediately. I have spent hundreds of dollars on therapy, spiritual readings. I've listened to healing music, podcasts, read self-help books, etc. But what I've not done is begin to date someone romantically. And even if I did, I could never ever post photos of me and the new person because I know that would hurt him. So why is he doing this to me? How could someone be so cruel, let alone have my dog involved and not care? I am so scared to even ask to see my dog because I don't want to give him that power and I certainly don't want to get triggered. I don't even know how I would be able to see him when this new girl practically lives at his house now. I think I'm coming to accept that I have to let go of this dog too and it literally makes my stomach turn every day. It feels as though I've lost a child. I also noticed that he watches my stories on Instagram through his art page, yet he blocked me from his actual page and this girl he is dating still continuously posts pictures of them together. I can't even imagine someone new in my bed every day like that. I feel like I'm trying so hard to heal from this relationship. I feel like this girl has something I don't. Like I wasn't providing him what he needed so he found someone else and trashed me. His friends that I always showed up for and was always there for discarded me right with him. How do I process this pain and shock? I know my worth, but I feel so numb like I never want to date again. Thank you, Bunny. Okay, first I want to say that it's only been a month since your breakup, which isn't long at all. So the pain and hurt and confusion are going to still feel overwhelming and that is natural. It doesn't mean that there is something wrong. It sounds to me like this relationship was never really working for you in the first place. You said he disrespected you and hurt you countless times. Well, why would he suddenly stop that behavior now that you're broken up? He is still doing things that hurt you because that is the pattern of his behavior. And it's totally predictable on that level. 
A breakup doesn't all of a sudden make people better people. In fact, in a lot of cases, it can bring out the worst. But you have to take it as a sign that continuing a relationship with someone who continually disrespected you will not end well. The aftermath of any breakup can feel like a competition of power, like whoever broke up with the other person has more power in the situation, or whoever starts dating a new person first has more power in the situation. But all of that is ego-based power. True power, the power of your higher self, knows that nothing can take away your power, and that this competition is an illusion. In truth, all that's happening is two people just trying to find a way to feel good about themselves. And some people think the only way to do that is to do something they know will hurt the other person because they feel hurt by them. It's unfortunate, but it's very common. But just because they choose the illusion doesn't mean you have to. You don't have to see it the way that they do. From the perspective of your higher self, if dating a new person and posting pictures with your dog and flaunting it on social is a way for him to feel good about himself, then you know he's struggling in his confidence. And you can have compassion for that. It would be amazing if everyone involved could behave with care and sensitivity to each other's feelings, but that would take a level of emotional and spiritual maturity that not everyone is at yet. But you are, and you don't have to engage. You don't have to be tempted to take part in those power games. If you want to see your dog, then you do what you have to do. Your love for that dog is separate than this breakup. It's separate than your relationship. The dog is not a symbol for your relationship. The dog is its own being and has its own autonomy. But if you feel like you actually do need to let go of the dog for your own emotional and spiritual health, then do what you have to do. But he doesn't have power over you. That isn't real. One time I was going through a really difficult breakup. And both me and my ex started dating new people around the same time. We were still in contact with each other, but we didn't know who each other were dating. Then we come to find out that the people both of us are dating used to date each other. It was so humiliating to me. Like, I was finally falling for this new person and come to find out my new person has slept with my ex's new partner. Anyway, the awkwardness and difficulty around our new partners led us to not talking to each other anymore because it just felt too hard. But now looking back, I realized that that coincidence was exactly what I needed to stop talking to my ex so I could actually move forward with my life. I needed a reason to create the boundaries that were healthy for me. Sometimes the universe puts these obstacles in front of us to wake us up. Your ex seeing someone new, even though it feels hurtful right now, is a catalyst to you not holding on to any expectations from him anymore. He can't give you what you need, and it's time you finally let yourself accept that. It's going to be tough, but I promise with time, you will begin to feel better than you have in a long time. 
there could be a time in the future where this is mended and the two of you can find a way to be friends. But that is not the priority. I would encourage you to block his art account so you don't have to feel like you're being watched by him. I would encourage you to block him on social so you're not tempted to look at his posts. And I would encourage you to block the new girlfriend so you're not tempted to look at her posts. Create the boundaries that are going to help you get through this and stay grounded in your power. You got this. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I hope you're doing well. I love watching your Instagram stories of you, your partner, and your friends building your new home. So excited for you. I'm currently married to someone I truly love. The truly love part is the scariest part. I've never been in a relationship that was so emotionally available, supportive, compassionate, or affectionate. I haven't had great relationships in the past. A couple of my past relationships ended with them cheating on me or leaving me for a mutual friend. These were relationships that happened so long ago, but the impacts of those relationships seem to be coming up in my marriage and dreams. Having experienced those relationships, I've definitely developed trust issues. There's a level of trust with my partner, but I still feel like I'm not giving them all of me. I keep having these horrendous dreams of my partner falling for someone else, losing interest in me, and or cheating on me. I can't seem to shake them. These dreams have popped up here and there over the two years we've been together. But this week has probably been the worst one yet. I've had a bad dream involving my partner four or five nights so far. I tell my partner about these dreams, and they say it breaks their heart to hear that I have such awful dreams. They usually reassure me, listen to me, and how it makes me feel. It feels silly to say that my dreams are affecting me, but they are. I don't know what to do. Help. If you have any recommendations on what I can do, that would be amazing. Thank you, Bunny. You know, the thing about dreams is that we tend to only put importance on the ones that scare us. Like if you dreamt about eating ice cream naked on the moon for the past four or five nights, you probably wouldn't be writing me saying, Bunny, what does this mean? Our minds are very powerful. Our imaginations are endless. And so when we dream, we can experience the whole spectrum of realities, both pleasant and unpleasant. What I think will help you is to stop putting too much importance on these dreams. Yes, you have a subconscious mind that shows its face, but that is not who you are or a testament to what your future holds. It's a lot like the thoughts we have throughout our day, right? Take, for example, our insecure or jealous thoughts that pop up in our heads or the untrusting thoughts that maybe you experience around your marriage. We all have a choice to take those thoughts at face value or to observe them with the understanding, okay, there's a reason why you thought them, but that doesn't mean you have to believe them. You give them their power over you. You don't have to be afraid of them. In fact, the more afraid of them you are, the more frequent they will happen because you're spending too much of your waking consciousness thinking about them 
and talking about them. It's wonderful that your partner is so supportive and reassuring, but be aware of making this an issue unnecessarily. The truth is you do trust your partner. You wouldn't have married them if you didn't. Yes, you still have wounds from the past, but don't sell yourself short of how much you have grown. You know they won't cheat on you, no matter what your dreams are. And I don't want your partner to interpret these dreams as you not trusting them. If you didn't trust them, you wouldn't be in this marriage. You wouldn't be giving them the love that they're receiving. You wouldn't be vulnerable with them. You wouldn't be happy right now. You wouldn't say that this marriage is true love, right? All of that vulnerability and honesty that you have given this relationship is a testament to how much you have grown and how much you do trust your partner. So don't create a problem when there isn't one. Bad dreams happen. I actually have nightmares of drowning in a tsunami pretty regularly. Am I going to drown in a tsunami? Most likely not. Does it suck to have these nightmares? Yes. Do I have control over what I dream? No. Do I have to let them get me down and be like afraid to go into the ocean? No. One thing you could practice saying, which is something that I do when I've been like kind of in a phase of having a lot of bad dreams in a row, before I go to sleep, I say, I am safe. I am loved. Dreams can't hurt me. And that really, really helps me be at peace. And I notice that it helps me have a more peaceful sleep. You can call in the help of your higher self. You can call in the help of your inner love and your inner light. No matter what comes your way, you are protected through love. And that's your power. You are not weak. You are strong. And your strength is within you. I am wishing you the best in your marriage and your relationship and your happiness. Enjoy it, you know? Just enjoy what you have. And don't put too much importance over your fears. Yes, we all have them. We all have fears. We all have wounds. But it doesn't have to define us. Okay? Okay. Say your affirmations before you sleep and it will be really helpful. Well, that wraps up this week's episode with a very strong theme of relationships. But, you know, even though these questions have been about relationships this week and trust and breakups and stuff like that, the lessons can be applied to all aspects of our life, right? Because we're here to higher self every aspect of our life, to bring the consciousness of our higher self to our careers, our relationships, our homes, our familial relationships, all of it. We're here to flip the perspective and know our worth and take that with us wherever we go. Remember that you can send in a response to any of the questions on any of the episodes, whether that's some words of encouragement or something you wanted to add, or maybe you can relate to a question you just want to send some love, leave us a voicemail at 740-481-1216 or record a voice memo and email it to exohigherself at gmail.com. 
Keep sending us your questions. Have an amazing week. I'm wishing you the best on this new time, this reset time. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Acknowledge how far you've come. Acknowledge your growth. This is a journey and there really is no end. It's a practice, right? It's not about getting to a certain goal. It's about finding love and peace in the process, in the journey of living this life, this human life. Okay? All right. I love you so much. And so does your higher self. Have an amazing week. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 